And our topic this evening is how to be strong and courageous. Now, I don't know about you, but I have had times in my life that I've gotten really pumped up and excited about something, and I'm going to do this, and I'll be courageous, and I'll have that conversation, or I'll address this issue with somebody, or I'll attack that big pile of stuff that's on my desk. And it's as if there's a battery that starts to drain after a while. And so I start to compromise and say, well, I'll do it later, maybe tomorrow, or I'll just start it today. I'm, am I the only one? I didn't, I didn't think so. And so tonight we want to address that whole issue of being strong and courageous. What does it mean for you and me as Christians, and how is that different than what the world means when they say we need to be strong and courageous and when they honor someone for being courageous or strong. There's a wonderful story that comes from the book of Joshua, and I'm just going to set a little of the background. You all know this story, I'm sure. But in chapter 31 of Deuteronomy, as Moses is, in, is reaching the end of his life, he has spent 40 years in the wilderness with the children of Israel. And he took them out of Egypt, and they've been wandering around. And one of the people that's wandered around with him is this man named Joshua. And just before Moses dies, God tells Joshua to commission this, tells Moses rather, to commission Joshua to take over the leadership when Moses dies. And Moses, because of a long story we won't get into now, was not allowed to go into the promised land. He got to see it from the top of Mount Pisgah. He got to see it, but he didn't get to go there. But Joshua is told that he is going to take the Israelites there. And so I want to pick up the story in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. And if you didn't, if you didn't get study notes, just raise your hand. There's some over here that didn't get them. Um, they, the scripture is there. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." As I've been studying this passage over the past number of weeks, one of the things that has become very clear to me is that there's a lot in here and a lot of attributes of God and there's a lot of attributes of the relationship he wants to have with us. But I have three main points that I'm going to be focusing on tonight. 
First of all, I think it's important for us to just remember that how our secular culture here in North America and in the world at large thinks of being strong and courageous is much different than what is spoken about here in Scripture. Much different. You might have heard of somebody named Andrew Tate. Now, if you haven't, don't worry about it. But he's some big social media influencer, a guy, talks about being strong and courageous and manly and tough and all of that. Or we hear Oprah Winfrey talking about somebody being strong and courageous in a particular context. Isn't that courageous, they say? What courage that person has, how strong they are. But unfortunately, a lot of the time we see that this has a really negative slant of what being strong and courageous means. It means showing off or lording it over others or grasping for your fair share, taking what belongs to you, pitting your interests over the interests of others. Steve Rowe and I were talking this morning about some of the ridiculous TikToks we've seen. And yes, we do occasionally do forays into social media uh, like some of you do. And you see people putting up these videos of themselves doing the most ridiculous things. And people will say, oh, that's so courageous. That's so strong. When in fact, it's just boneheaded, not very bright. And that's not what we're talking about here when we talk about being strong and courageous. But we see in the popular media where people posture, they pose as experts wanting to sell you something, a book, a program, uh, a trip. And this is all about getting what you deserve, just getting your fair share. And we see it in the pitting of one group over another. We have a lot of fragmentation in our society today where one group is pitted against another, against another, against another, not looking for what we have in common, where we need to support and encourage one another. But our North American popular culture is not centered on objective truth. It's, it's centered on special interests, personal opinions, fake news, shaming others, creating conflict and division. If I can yell over you or shut you down, I'm being courageous and strong. Just look at me. If I get the upper hand over you, look how strong I am. Unlike secular culture, biblical truth is objective and it's constant. And it's God-centered, not self-centered. Even we Christians can fall into these traps when we try to push our views, even positive, constructive, godly views on others without the undercurrent of love and care and humility and true godly concern for the other person involved. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to let our human pride get in the way? Anybody beside me? It's as if we say, I'm right, and I know my opinion is right, and this other person is wrong, and, if I, and I can out-debate you, and if I can't, I can talk louder than you can. That's not the Christian approach. And it's certainly not what God was saying to Joshua, and by implication, what he was saying to us as well. By the way, some synonyms for courageous are brave, fearless, valiant, heroic, bold. And to be brave or valiant or courageous or fearless or bold, that also has the implication that sometimes we are doing things that are outside the comfort zone of the society or the culture that we're in. In fact, frequently, that's true. Christians can get caught up in trying to drum up courage. I will talk with my wife about the finances today, or maybe tomorrow, next week, 
Or I'm going to walk right into the boss's office and ask for that raise. Or I'll demand that this government bureaucrat give me what I'm entitled to. We try to pump ourselves up under our own strength for even the most mundane of things. But eventually we discover that we have feet of clay. Eventually we do. Have you noticed? I hope you have. These examples and other mundane ones that could come to mind to do things under our own limited strength and psyched up courage cannot be sustained. And we all have evidence of that in our own lives. While some of us may be able to be strong and courageous for a while, eventually we meet situations where our own courage and strength is depleted, we become, become weak, ineffective, and discouraged. And that leads me to point number one. Point number one is, it's not my strength or courage, it's God's. Well, God commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. He wasn't telling Joshua to just suck it up and be a man. That's not what he was doing. Instead, God was promising Joshua and us that this was and is strength and courage that comes from him, from the Creator. And it is an endless source. God promises Joshua in chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, "'No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous.'" And so he prefaces being strong and courageous. Well, I will not leave you or forsake you. There's a promise embedded in that. Instructing Joshua to be strong and of good courage has the promise that God would be with him as he was with Moses. And if you look throughout our Bible, you will see that there are many, many, many other people besides Joshua who were the recipients of this strength and courage when they they surrendered their lives to, to God. As we understand more and more about the attributes of our Almighty God, we also begin to recognize that God treats all who love and follow him by the same criteria, by the same rules, and that strength and courage is available to us. But if you or I try to do this on our own, we will burn out, wear out, and ultimately fail. And by the way, this is one of the places that sometimes, this isn't in my notes, but where we sometimes fragment things. We say, for the big stuff, I am going to trust God. I'll be strong and courageous. But God, I've got this handled, this little bit here and this little bit here and this little bit over there. That's not what God requires of us. He requires us to surrender to him for strength and courage for all of that, for everything in our lives. And I don't know about you, but that's sometimes hard for me to remember. Point number two is that strength and courage are mine with conditions. Chapter 1, verse 7 makes this clear. Only be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. So God in this requires that we follow his precepts to experience the supernatural courage and strength we see in the great men and women of God throughout history. This reminded me, as I was reading it, of of Stephen, the first Christian martyr in Acts 7. And As you recall, he, I'm pretty sure he knew he was about to die for his faith. And yet he strongly proclaimed the good news of God's 
of, of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ to everybody there, knowing that he was going to be killed. This was courageous. And we recognize that this courage and strength that it took to do that is supernatural. It's not, it's not a human quality. The strength and courage is a gift from God for those who love and obey him. And by the way, Stephen's last words are quite remarkable. He said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. This kind of Holy Spirit-driven strength is far greater than anything you or I could drum up out of our own human willpower. I love this verse from Psalm 27, verse 14. The psalmist says, wait for the Lord. Then he says, be strong and let your heart take courage. And then he says, wait for the Lord. Notice, let your heart be strong and take courage is bracketed by the conditions. Wait for the Lord. It's God's timing. It's God's decision. And so wait and then take heart, be strong, and be courageous. Number three. Yes, we're at number three already. God anticipates my human frailty and reminds me of his faithfulness. While our own human nature is prone to doubt, fear, worry, anxiety, and discouragement. And by the way, that word discouragement is an interesting one. It literally, notice that it's dis and then courage meant. It literally means the removal or the absence or the loss of courage. And I don't know about you, but I have said at times, I feel so discouraged about such and such a situation. Consider this as a possibility. When you and I say that we are discouraged, we're looking at the courage that comes from ourselves, not the courage that comes from God, because that's an endless source. And that was helpful to me to remember that. And I think it's something I'm going to have to write down and put on the fridge or something like that. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And when we recognize that the strength and courage we need is not our own, it's not something that we can regenerate on our just, just at our will, but that it's His. And when we follow His instructions to obey Him, His commitment to us becomes clear. In Joshua 1.9, He says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So Joshua was a leader of his people, but first he was a servant of the Lord. The Bible is full of reminders of God's faithfulness and through our Savior uh, our, uh, and the indwelling Holy Spirit that we as Christians have within us. We're given the means to be strong and courageous every day, every day. We need to pay attention. We need to work on that relationship we have with the Lord. Most of you are very familiar with Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, where we're instructed to put on the whole armor of God. And by the way, there's a good series, five sermons that Pastor Chris recorded during COVID lockdown, and uh, they're on the, the uh, YouTube channel for Cedarview. I think the first one started August 8th in 2021. So if you want to get an in-depth look at the, at the armor of God, that's a good place to start with your Bible in front of you. And Paul starts by telling us in verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Whose might? Not everybody all at once. His, right? 
His might, not ours. Then he gets us ready for spiritual warfare by describing the equipment, the armor the Lord has provided. In Isaiah 41.10, we learn more about the nature of our God when he promises his people, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Talk about a firm and unshakable foundation. God is faithful in spite of our human frailty, weakness, and our unfaithfulness that we often exhibit ourselves. When Pastor Chris was preaching this morning about the importance of serving, it was a reminder that God will use you and me when we are serving by and faithfully following Him. If you as a Christian are called to serve, and by the way, you are, whether this is a volunteer in a ministry here at Cedarview or to pursue a future as a global worker or to plant a church in an unchurched town or reach out to those folks in your neighborhood or family who need Jesus or if it's just talking to somebody in the lineup at the, at the grocery store or being a prayer warrior because you are infirm and can't leave your home. In all of these cases, God will give you the courage and strength needed if you develop a healthy relationship and mature in your relationship with him. Otherwise, if you try to do it on your own, even if you have good intentions and some good skills, you will be unsustainable in that role and you will eventually burn yourself out. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he commissioned his disciples, and that's all of us. And you all are familiar with this passage from Matthew 28, where Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. By the way, we're having three people getting baptized here this evening, which is wonderful. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus commissioned you and me. And just like God had instructed Moses to commission Joshua, This is to live our lives with courage and strength, both in the little things of life, that important talk with your spouse, cleaning the basement, finally finishing the paperwork that's been piling up, following through on the commitment you made to your kids three years ago, working on the recovery from health or addiction issues that you're doing in your life. The list goes on and on. You get the idea. Our day-to-day activities, everything, we want to be strong and courageous in those. Anybody here? Ever had a gym membership and you actually went? Oh, so many of us, right? One of the things I know is that when you go to the gym for the first time and you lift something that you see other people lifting, you say, how do they do that? That's so heavy. And so it takes some effort and practice and time, doesn't it? And consistency and commitment. And the same is true for you and me in stretching and strengthening our spiritual muscles. We need to have that commitment to our Lord and Savior to trust Him for our strength and our courage and to do it in the little things, to build up the strength and the trust that allows us to do kingdom work that He wants us to do. And by the way, if it's for the glory of God, as Scripture says, do all for the glory of God, it's all kingdom work. It can be.
We were not expected to do this on our own, as the scripture says. Jesus promised, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so I believe that when you and I accept God's endless, eternal power in the little things, we are better equipped for his sustenance in the bigger tasks that come our way. A.W. Tozer, who is someone I've read and reread, and I find he has some just wonderful, pithy things that remind me of how wonderful our relationship with God can be. He wrote, with the goodness of God to desire our highest welfare, the wisdom of God to plan it, and the power of God to achieve it, what do we lack? Surely we are the most favored of all creatures. I believe that our God wants us to be strong and full of courage in our lives. And when you and I are willing to follow his will and his guidance, when we wait upon him and then do his bidding in the small things and the large ones, the Holy Spirit's power and wisdom will bless us with God's supernatural strength and courage to accomplish the things he wants us to accomplish. By the way, Tozer also wrote, I love this, some morning, get up and allow the power of God to come on you and allow him to bless you. What if tomorrow is that morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer.